about to enter the Double Dragon Podcast with Shane Greenwood, owner of Double Dragon Gym in the Sutherland Shire, Trent Lawrence, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt, and active pro Muay Thai fighter, Hugh O'Donnell. Are you ready? Fight! Fight! Okay, and welcome back to End of the Double Dragon Podcast, episode 90, so close to triple digits. Um, it's your boy Shane Greenwood, here at Double Dragon Martial Arts Studio. With me is Trent Lawrence. Hello. And here are Donald. Hey. How are we? We are good. Mm. Yeah, pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> just cruising. Your sing-song voice. I know. I'm I reckon good. you can carry a tune. Can I? I'm going <laughs> to catch you. I'm going to catch you one day. Do go on. <laughs> 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 hey man, I'm I'm always pushed for fucking karaoke. Like you know, and there's like do, getting do the you actually out there. want to do karaoke? Yeah, I do fucking karaoke. Yeah. I can only do it when I'm really fucking drunk. That's why I like doing karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it doesn't matter. Rage against the machine. I kill, man, I kill Lady Gaga songs, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're easy to sing to. Ah, uh, so like, yep. Yeah, so welcome back. Um, yeah, let's, let's let's get into like the media stuff we're gonna do today straight off the bat. So there's a few like recaps and few improvements, but like not really a whole lot like going on this week in general. So like, just go like a little bit of local stuff and like yeah, just and a little bit like you know, especially boxing politics, I guess, and things like that. But first off, from there, so like yeah, I was, because I'm I'm a board member of Muay Thai New South Wales. From there today, like the the state titles got all the it was meant to be the tri-state titles. So you know, New South Wales, uh, Victoria, and ACT were meant to do. The, titles like you know like we do nationals every year and i got cancelled just a low number of signups from there so like you know i think you know, i think it just goes into like yeah into it like like I, we don't hide too much that we're trying to make muay thai better yeah from there and like really like and i've said like before is like you know and talk to other people before like if you want to get the sport better you have to get behind the people that are trying to make it better as well. Yeah. Like, you know, um, States, like, for me, it's, it's a growing pathways event, so we're, we're talking about it from there, so, like, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm just speaking from, so there's nothing's official yet, but talk about, like, when we do nationals, maybe make, I'm just spitballing ideas here, like, maybe making States mandatory if you want to do nationals, if you're going to go through New South Wales, and, like, you know, which is, like, you think about any other country in the world they kind of go into like the IFMA levels, which is like the Olympic level, or they do an Olympic level kind of thing. What do you have to do? You have to win your state tournament or your regional tournament. Then you have to win when you're like, you know, another region after that. Then you have to win your your your, uh, your national tournament. Yeah, there's layers and layers. Yeah. Of and then you have to go like into the hemisphere tournament. So like, you know, you got to get used to like, really like fighting a couple of times a day. Yeah. And also like, you know, and there's nothing wrong fighting the pads because you are fighting a couple of times a day yeah <laughs> but that's not ADCC you've got to win your regional mm. trials to yeah. get into the main event mm. yeah I, I know like states is it's a very young concept at the moment from there it's only been around for a couple of years and last year was yeah. really good yeah um, I think this year with the sign off like there's a few promotions that were set around it that kind of drained it a little bit from there which is unfortunate but but really like you know that that's like people that listen to this podcast and they say they like to do Muay Thai from that one like you know if you didn't sign up for this event for, for any sort of reason from that one like you know like you you got to look at the bigger picture guys yeah like you know I know you, you know you want to get these fights in here and like you know maybe these other shows are a little bit more glitzy and things and things like that but like you know to to get the sport where it needs to go if you want better quality sport uh, better better quality for the, for the sport you got to support the shows that actually provide better quality yeah. as well yeah that one so like you know that might piss a few people off but like really I don't care yeah like I don't care if it hurts your feelings because like I'm, I'm I believe in the products that we put out there yeah and like and like I just know everything else is just shit to be quite honest <laughs> it's just yeah. shit and like because I've been I've been in the traps long enough I've been to enough shows and like really like like it just sounds like you know I'm fucking like just tooting my own horn because I'm on the board so he's got to say more Tony Self Wells is the best like I guess it, it is the best but you stepped up to be on that board as well yeah, I was, I've, I've, doing. yeah. I've been on other I've been part of other sanctions yeah and I've realised how shit it was and I go oh man I'm like you know like a rat off a sinking ship I'm going, <laughs> I can see where this is going I'm jumping off this motherfucker <laughs> yeah like think about like the, the like I was like one of the first people to do like our gym was one of the first people people to do development days yeah 
from that one with a certain sanction. We use a different sanction. Then. Yeah, but then like uh, I jump shifted because I, I just knew how it was run. I go, this is appalling. Yeah. I go, this is like not fair. It's dishonest. A lot of stuff they were doing as well. And I go, no, I can't associate myself with yeah. this one. And that's when I linked up with Andrew Parnham who like, you know, great guy. Like he's on the board. Like he's pretty transparent with a lot of stuff as well. He's not going to hide shit from you. It's like, and he's just very upfront. Yeah. What he wants. And that's, that's why chose to go with Moritonia South Wales and yeah. MTA in general because like you know really a lot of times like you you got these belts like you know Australian Championship um, Commonwealth Championship um, are these sanctions actually in the Commonwealth is there <laughs> is there a, another sanction in Australia like you know outside that because like is it because that's how it should be yeah even even Sai said before like like remember on the, I think it was on our podcast as well like you know he's talking about UFC like you know it's not really the World Championship because the, like there's no UFC sanctioning yeah in different countries from there like that's just a marketing thing but yeah. just remember if you if that's all good you find for a time if you find a good fight awesome like, I just want you to have good fights but don't try and play like you know basically yeah, I'm a Commonwealth champion and like you know I look at you and you fought a dude that fucking that lives in Adelaide <laughs> and, and, and like you know and the, and the sanctioning body isn't down there. I just go mm, okay sorry man it's like you're not a Commonwealth champion you did fight a good fight though but yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you props on that like really at like the base level Regard like like the the goals really just got to be racking up as many fights as you can. So if you're racking them up through a sanction that's calling this fight a state title, followed by a national, followed by blah 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 blah, blah all the way up to intergalactic title, whatever, you're getting your numbers up, and like you know, really, you know, your titles don't mean anything. But what we got to do to really grow this thing, like I think fighters and trainers kind of leading their fighters need to be looking at the picture of like what is going to get my guy the most the highest number of fights and mm-hmm. i think at, like i i would have liked for this kind of thing to be a little bit more available when i was fighting in the amateurs like i, I fought on the first states i was an amateur two years ago mm-hmm. when that happened but then like then it was very much like a i put my hand up because my thought process was that's a chance for me to go uh, if it was supposed to be like a possibly over two days as well and get three or four fights done and I thought cool like everyone will do that we'll all put our hands up and we'll get like a bracket of dudes maybe I would have fought some of them already uh, whatever we'll all just jump in and then the way it kind of eventuated was I, I got a few I got two fights done out of it but it wasn't like it was anyone's priority not not no like you know it wasn't like a massive number of people's priority to all get, in, get involved and a, and a big part of it is like, we have a lot of amateurs in New South Wales, but we don't have an amateur format. And what I mean by that is there's a sort of categorically amateur and professional fights on shows, but they all run in that format of, uh, you know, we wear headgear here, but they're unpadded. It's very, it's it's matched like professional, but you know, you'll match weeks out, train for the one show, be in 24 hours before, and you'll fight on kind of a, a dressed up sort of isn't that truly amateur feel it was like last year was this really like it was like just a sporting event like everything was stripped away it was inside SRG gym you know it's not a warm up room there's no entrances you come out ideally you know you chuck the pads on your fight ideally two to three times and that gets guys more experience and gets them just working on the fly and allows them a pathway towards that nationals format but people are very you know some people are not like it, like it, it is that trouble where it's like like and there's a lot of debate about like if it gets too much like boxing where amateurs are scored you know if you take the pads on the scoring becomes distinctly different and stuff like that that's what kind of I think also steers people away but like these are just kind of pathway things where you just take the I guess like you, you take the uh, specifically um designed to generate profit elements away like making it more showy and stuff like that and you do purely make it about guys just jumping in there and having a go and getting multiple fights done which I think you have to look at like what countries are really successful in the sport and how can we as a like a less populous country try to to sort of copy it as much as we can and and you can look to Thailand like a lot of people do and, and it's not I don't think the best model to try to mimic the scene out because that's a bunch of people starting to fight at seven years old yeah. and there's that idea they just jump in with no pads on and they start going like in a professional format from the start it's like that's fine try that here yeah. <laughs> See how that it yeah. just doesn't work it doesn't work and like as well like really with those ones like 
you know that that seven year old eight year old is basically they're the the breadwinner yeah that's what they're fighting for they're not there because like you know like oh yeah I want my son to be champion for this like yeah no this motherfucker needs to get us food because yeah. we're starving yeah and this is the, this is the only way we can do it it's either that or him being a tuk-tuk driver yeah you know from there. but then you can shift your focus to other parts of the world that are also really good you have to go to look to Europe for that and then what are they doing they just they have an experience focus and that means getting guys in the pads first off early in their careers and having them fight in that tournament structure where they um just can rack up numbers mm. and that will make guys more skillful they have to you, you can fight two distinctly different style of people in one day you just got to work on the fly there's no specific fight camp kind of build up you just let it jump in and let your skills kind of show and you know you've got that added element of safety that allows you to fight more and that creates a really good style in Europe the guys just get used to, and they don't care it's not like they're like pads I'm way tougher than that mm. like whatever like just look at the people who are getting really elite level and that are still a ways ahead of us. Like on the like, we're now producing athletes that are pushing through, which is really good. On the whole, they're a ways ahead of us mm. on the medal tallies at Worlds and in the professionals as well. Um, generally, like if we want to kind of get to the level, we have to learn lessons from their development protocol. And it is a bit like, I just think you need to remind these large groups of amateurs sometimes that they're not pros yet. That, you know, they don't need like, there is no reason for you to say, oh, I really want to fight on a show, I want to fight on a commercial show. Like, fine, that, that, that'll that be a part of it always. But to sort of just get a feel for the, the music and the, the entrance ones and go, I'm not chucking pads on. It's like, you have to ground yourself, like, and, and really think about what's going to get me the most flying out of that. Like, that was always our sort of strategy. Like, these exact protocols didn't exist as much a couple of years ago. Um, when I was fighting in the amateurs, but it was always our thing. It was just, let's just fight all the time. We didn't care mm. where or how. Like, we did the States. We did mm. even, like, K1 padded tournaments as well. Just if something came up, we signed up. And a lot of the time, what it was when I was trying to do it was, like, we would sign up and get told, there's not enough numbers. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, these... It's sad to see that people are working really hard to create pathways and people are just, like, rejecting them. Yeah. And, like, you know, what... It just kind of just really pisses me off as well. Like, you know... Like, you get a lot of people that are so, like, you know, oh, Muay Thai's going to get in the Olympics. And, like, you know, like, what do you think you're going to do in the Olympics? It's just, it's going to be no different than IFMA. Yeah. It's like, and, like, you know, you're not doing states, you're stick, you're skipping steps. Yeah. And, like, you know, you're trying to jump the line. Like, you know, like, I, I like, if, if Muay Thai got 100% in the Olympics, imagine all the flocks of fucking people that's yeah. going to be trying to do these events. But you're, but you're not. Do you reckon the Olympics would stuff up Muay Thai? Uh, like, if, like. If it's already kind of changing it so that it does it yeah. from there, and like, it's not bad. It's fine. Because there's fine. always been a big push yeah. for jiu-jitsu to get in there, but I don't think that's ever going to happen because it's too close to judo, for one thing. Yeah. Well, like, judo you know, was, if, judo if, was if, tough if, if jiu-jitsu was close, they would already be doing a rule set. Yeah. yeah. Like, in terms of, like, you know, like, you know, like, like, if it's doing things like that, like, you know, they basically go, like, all right, you know, everything kind of counts. Everything's on the board. Yeah. Scored mm. by clicker. You can see. You can see at the end of the round. Go. Did you win that round? Yeah. You can actually see it. Mm. So like you know, some people say go. Oh fuck, I'm losing. Mm. Yeah. Or some people go. Shit, I better pick my game up and go from there. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's why, like you know, that's why um, if like that, like they're getting recognised as a body, and, and so it's like Waco as well. It's like because like they're they're in every state, they're in every like country, and they basically everything's like you know across the board the same. And they kind of made it set up, or or, or ready for, for the Olympic game. It's already set. Mm. Like you don't have to change anything really if you don't need to, because like basically we're kind of following yeah. the guidelines that you use for all your other sports. So they fixed the universal standard, which is like yeah. a requirement for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with, with jiu-jitsu and grappling, I was like, I actually don't care because mm-hmm. we've got ADCC every two mm-hmm. years, and, yeah. for, and and for us it's just like that's that's the prestige. Yeah. That's nothing really beat that. Yeah. And if they get into the Olympics. That's what I was getting at. Is how, would it get modified? Basically, would it get a watered down version? I think of you, you would have already seen it. Yeah, like yeah. you know, it's like if people were really making a good push for it, they already there would have been already like a rule set. Go, yeah, this is the like you know, yeah, jiu games, whatever they want to call it from there. And like you would already see, start to see yeah. get it implemented, but it doesn't look like it. No, unless like you know they're going to go off an of IBGF model. Like yeah, but they're yeah. a profit organisation, right, so yeah. immediately they're not going to yeah. get a look yeah. in. Yeah. So yeah, but like I said, like you know, it's just you know. Like I said, it's like, you know, if Moto uh, got 100% in lift, it's like, here you go, cool. Like, you know, 2024, we're in. Like, you know, we need athletes from there. Everyone's going to jump on the fucking bad wagon. Yeah. But like, you know, I'm just going, well, 
you could have done this five years ago yeah. like you know like you know four years ago like we started it here and like and that was goes to the point like really like you know because you have to go for empty and then we go like oh, no, I'm like I'm gonna go with the people that started like straight off the bat yeah you know from there it's like no one jumps the queue so like you you gotta get to you know, you gotta start off the ground level yes and, and that's it's, it's just sad as well see like we've got in particular one guy that we struggle for fights a lot here mm. and this would be like the perfect format to just get a bunch of dudes that are the same size in and that's the other thing with amateurs as well it becomes a little bit more of a tangent but they all just jump on the scales the same day mm. it's awesome just find a weight that suits like yep. take those it's the same thing with like amateurs don't need to be running around in their sweatsuits for a week before a fight either it's like mm. like I say the commercial show thing it's always going to be a part of it and you can enjoy it when you're on it there's no reason to say amateurs shouldn't do it but this should be gra- like we need grassroots mm. Muay Thai um, and we need tiers of it like, we need different levels and this is like yeah take the weight cuts out Take the showy elements out and just let it be a contest of just a grassroots contest of skills. Like it would be just the perfect format to get one of our boys that we've been really struggling for matches. He's just one of those sizes. Um, you know, then just also like signs up and really gets keen to train up for it. And there's just not enough participation mm. for him to get a run. It's just sad to see that obviously all the people that signed up were keen as doing it the right way. And there is so many people in this state that like, when I look at some of these brackets, I'm like, I can think of people that could have filled this. And it would have been awesome for them. Mm. Like I could look at different sides and go, where's this guy, where's that guy? But yeah. whatever. That's it, man. Like, you know. Your people, careers, guys. Yeah, like, I see. Like, some, people, some people are just happy just like, you know, just, just doing the standard. Like, you know, I get it as well. Because like, you know, that's been the standard for such a long time. Yeah. And we're just changing it now. But like, you know, it's just a response I've gotten from people from this podcast in particular as well. I just go, I go, mm, I expected a better yeah. turnout, especially from like a lot of people that listen yeah. as well. Yeah. But that's unfortunate. That's all right. Hopefully, it'll turn the still, I still, I still hold hope for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot of these guys are pretty young. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And like, and a lot of them in positions as well. were basically, you know, like, oh, no, I just got to listen to what my coach does. And like, I get that. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, you don't, you don't keep in them. You know, yeah. just got to keep adding a little bit from there. It's like, you know, got to change the mindset. Well, a lot of these people's trainers as well, like, they're sort of maybe ill-informed, like, they're generally... But they are open-minded and mm. they want what's best for their guys. Like, a lot of them have sort of... Like, a lot of trainers have just generally... And it can be a regional thing. Like, there haven't been well-sanctioned shows close to them and they've just linked up with the available ones and, and they just are, are not really uh, sort of they don't even have their finger on the pulse or what where they send the guys but like I'm sure if you just like what kind of training relations you have with your trainer where you couldn't just be like hey man um, what do you think of this for me like what is he going to shout at you yes. like maybe he has a reason maybe he has his reason get the fuck out of here try it like. <laughs> there's a karate dojo down the street mate <laughs> do you want to hit in pads <laughs> but yeah look man and like you know I said before like yeah look it's, it's just I I, I Generally, I'm just a little bit saddened by it, really. Yeah. So I can Especially I how it went, like, the first year was a real first year. Like, there was some fights on, but the... And it was, like, it, it's hard to launch something new. I remember it was in, it was in December then, mm. and it's just hard to get anyone off their asses in December. But they had a few fights on, mm. and a couple of tournaments as well. A couple of them just ended up being single fights. And the second year really felt like a point of growth. Like, um, you know, it was cool. Everyone enjoyed it as well. It was, like, mm. the best thing to see. It was, like, winners and losers. Like, yeah, that was just... a a really fun day it had like quite a family friendly mm. and a real sporting vibe which yeah. I think we need at the grassroots level to create better fighters for the commercial shows but to see it take a big leap up from the first year to the second year and then crash the third year is yeah. bizarre actually yeah well see how it goes like you know hopefully like you know hopefully some of those people do nationals from that one like you know that that's also a money thing as well yeah. like you know that's that's why I thought stats because like you, you get to do like you get the practice run at nationals yeah. by doing stakes but like you know if like you go to nationals cost a bit of money from that one you might not have a great experience first up you might just lose yeah. like on the first thing and that's does the states place. cost a lot to get into no there, there's not. a little red it's, fee, an, but it's not yeah it's yeah. not a, you know, I'm not paying like 120 dollars like some other yeah. martial arts organizations <laughs> i can think of but like you know what you would have done is, in states anyway like you know you would have paid your fee which wouldn't be much and you, you would have got a moito new stuff while single like an info pack and things like that as well so you get stuff with it yeah, yeah right. which is like you know, cool part, cool, yeah. yeah all right so going on from there 
from that one. So for that one, um, so like, yeah, talking about like, fuck, this is gonna be a depressing first part of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking about like, you know, so just recently, uh, a boxer passed away. I think it was in the US uh, by the name of Patrick Day. From there, and like, um, more so from here, it's just like, you know, like this year, it just felt, I don't know, it feels like this. A lot of boxers just like, you know, it's just like, you know, passing away lately. Like we had him, and then we had the other one, like not too long ago, about a couple of months ago. I forget his name, that one, but like yeah. he was trained by Buddy McGirt. Yeah. From there, and like you know, and like a lot of these guys, like, like didn't show like major signs of like you know, like in, during the fight, like you know, going, well, fuck, he looks pretty fucked up. Wasn't ref stopping this? Yeah. And there, like, um, it kind of goes into the fact of like that boxing culture from there, and like you know, it's like the guys that I train here boxing, <clears throat> most of them want to spar every day, and like they don't spar hard, but I just go, look, guys, like you know. Like, yep, yeah, today, like, you can do full sparring. Next day, they come in and go, body only. Yeah. Next day, that jab only from there. But, like, you know, you just go, like, you gotta remember, you can't get punched in the head every day. Yeah. No matter how hard it is, you know? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, you know, like, your, your brain just rattles around in your skull. That's, you know, ca- causing trauma from there. So, like, you know, with boxing in particular, and, like, you know, it seemed, like I said, this year just seems to be pretty full on. Yeah. Um, also, saw, uh, like, you know, uh, guy on Instagram I get a lot of boxing stuff from uh, Barry Robinson from there he posted a thing not, like from not too long ago he did it like a, a, he just started doing like blog posts from that one he's a pretty good writer yeah but he talked about one when he was that's a sparring partner for Tyson Fury coming up to a fight and it's on Instagram as well he go he, he got his camera he goes oh let's check out like uh, Tyson Fury's gloves here and he's like basically like usually for heavyweight boxers 20 ounce gloves it's sparring gloves is pretty like standard and like he's basically putting his thumb through the gloves and like you know all the stuffing and that's falling out he goes oh so this no wonder he's been punching me really hard and then he goes let's go to the gloves that they got me brand new 20 ounces from that one the, like you know basically the, the molding's all still there so but like you know it should act like a 20 ounce like you know like lessen the blow not be so hard which yeah. is like it goes into that fact like like barry, barry robinson said from there it's like really you know boxing and combat sports is so behind behind every other sport in the world like in terms of like instead of improving your skills to get confidence they're basically you know giving him all the advantages and like you know dirty advantages inspiring for fuck's sake yeah to like you know making you like yeah he's a fucking world beater you know you're punching so hard fury you know mm. and that one and like fury knows well, he's laced up a couple of gloves before he knew like you know he wouldn't know like he's wearing some fucking you know, some dodgy gloves that's just gypsy mentality he just kept he was just riding those gloves till the wheels fall off yeah <laughs> but like it's it's one of those things like especially in boxing itself like you know muay thai yeah you get damaged and like you know <clears throat> it's part of it but like and like I'm not saying that people don't still get like brain trauma from Muay Thai. There's definitely like a case of a lot of ties. Yeah. Out there. You, just, you just don't hear of them yeah. from that one there. You know? <clears throat> but like, you know, you can limit a bit more because like, you know, the clinching, the kick game from there, you just don't get punched in the head as often. Yeah. Boxing, unavoidable. You're going to get punched in the head heaps. Yeah. And if you get that, like there are methods in other combat sports, kickboxing, MMA, Muay Thai. Like, well, like MMA in particular, like, you know, you can get you know stopped with a triangle choke it's just like not uh, brain trauma oh, the, jury, the jury's still out on that <laughs> <laughs> you can tap quickly <laughs> uh, same with like in Muay Thai like, you can get like stopped like with leg kicks which is deadly but it's not hurting your brain mm. whereas like in boxing it's kind of like if, you, know, make it, you can kind of like cripple someone with a body shot mm. but outside of that like if you're putting someone down it's yeah. through inflicting brain trauma basically mm-hmm. yeah, and like you know especially if you're doing like a 12 round title fight as yeah. well yeah. and the stand ups so many stand ups in boxing mm-hmm. yeah it's just um, something that would be fight ending in MMA in, in boxing yeah, 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 eight yeah, eight count, yeah. yeah it's like eight but yeah like, I don't know you just gotta think like obviously there's still a lot of old heads in boxing from there you go this is how I do my day fuck yeah. you get knocked down it's like you get picked back up and fucking keep going at it you gotta get, learn to do it you gotta learn to pick yourself up yeah maybe like think outside that like you know like think about like why you're getting knocked down it's like you know it's like obviously like you know so it's like you know, it's like you know sometimes you know sometimes it happens like I don't really believe that I think it's like it's, it's always a series of events that lead to you fucking up yeah you get knocked down like yeah it's like yeah some, it's like he capitalized on a mistake that you made from there so like you know why aren't you just shoring up the holes of your mistakes from there instead like you know just, yeah sometimes you get hit that's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> how it goes <laughs> But like yeah, like you know, it, it's just like yeah, just had to address it a bit because like you know, like this year it's just been pretty rampant. Like there's probably been a lot more that you just don't hear. This is just hype, you know. Just, these are just on big shows. That's yeah. all. That from here, and like you know, basically just all these young boxers just passing away. So yeah, boxing, you know, 
Yeah, look after your brain a bit more, guys. Yeah. There's definitely like a few culture elements boxing. Like, I've met some really good people through boxing that like have told me that they're like I haven't been like super involved in the like in real boxing boxing gyms bar like you know like we have some friends mm-hmm. um, that we've gone to see for some boxing rounds like when we've been taking those fights and this we get like a little piece of like the guys that we know they have like voice to us that they're making an effort like they've acknowledged mm-hmm. that they try to do it differently but like there is still like this real there's a lot of things that contribute to it in boxing I think like they, there is that mentality that very different to other combat sports of like boxers will a lot of the time will not come up doing classes like training as a class mm. they will come through like they'll attend a gym and kind of do some work with a trainer mm. you know a few times a week but outside of that you know they're just sitting in the bag and sparring like they're just like that's they spar to train a lot of the time and, and, and it's like sometimes you know they travel around mm. like there's like like I know of a lot of boxers that don't even really have like a base of people they train with like they get together with their trainer to do the mids mm. and so like yeah they do their bag work their road work and they go different places to spar different people but it's not like they have a team of people that are kind of sparring but also mm. taking care of each other it's like I'm fighting you're fighting like my objective I don't know you I'm trying to take your head off to practice for my fight and then yeah. we'll go our separate ways at the end of it it's just that weird like mm-hmm. just difference in the look yeah I've heard that like saying before like you know you can't learn boxing in a class yeah that's like a yeah. it's like same thing again I think that comes down to you know your quality of being a coach. Yeah. Where does that come from? Because every other martial art I've, I've seen or fighting art, mm. it's a it's a class format. It's just a boxing thing. It's like same thing. Like look at Rocky. Rocky had Mickey. <laughs> That's about it. It's like he didn't have a, he wasn't in there with the fucking boxing gloves, you know. Yeah. And like and like yeah, but like yeah, boxing just ended up being that for a while. And like you know, same thing. You look at like, you know, like back in the day, like Jack Dempsey, that as well. It's like it wasn't like really. That's like just had a trainer and then just sparred people. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just it's just a culture kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's 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 turned around a lot more now because like it's a lot more mainstream. Well, it's a lot more economical to have a class. Yeah. It's like you know, <laughs> if you if you run a boxing club, you know, it's usually better if you've got lots of students and yeah. <laughs> members and that. Still though, it's like you know, they still have that thing like you know, if you're doing a class, it's just you know, we just hit pads like just volume work. Just got to get them tired. That's all. But what it also comes down to as well, you know, that class situation is like everyone's in training, but it's like it, it's like I said, like a lot of cultural elements that contribute mm. to the issues in your boxing is like everyone's trying to get like so you might have like a couple of trainers you'll get everyone out on the floor hit the bag things like that everyone's kind of and a lot of time inspiring and like he's like i hope it's changed like this but like a lot of people have stories of like oh you know um like from back in the day it might be like my dad when he rolled up to a boxing gym whatever and then like talking about just chuck some gloves on the spa on yeah. the first day <laughs> but it's also like it's just that it creates that sort of like they might train in a class environment but everyone's trying to like win the eye of the trainer mm. yeah come over here and do some mitts with me yeah that, that that's, that's the training mentality as well is like i've got a whole class of people where i'm gonna pick mm. who looks strong athletic enough to try i'm not training everyone they're all training together in a room but like my dudes want to take the heads off some newer guys and like i'm going to be just kind of like scouting who interests me it's not like an actual class format of like let's everyone get better together yeah. and of course some people are gonna bear the traumatic blunt of <laughs> everyone trying to be the alpha yeah that's it man like you know who, who you can figure about how many boxers were actually lost in terms of like it they could have been really good comparatively but they were just snuffed out on their first day yeah from that one and now they do jujitsu <laughs> hey, what's wrong with jujitsu? I don't know. I'm just saying. Was like, they just chose a bit. They just go, oh, fuck chose this sport. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I'll choose this class of like, you know, this friendly murderers. <laughs> they like to strangle each other. Yeah. <laughs> Struggle snuggles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, going off from that now. So, uh, over the weekend, going to into our little recaps now. So, we had a UFC on. From there, if we can pick up the number somewhere. Oh, no. Okay. Like I was saying to the boys before, like, you know, I'm going to stop going to the sure dog because, like, you know, <laughs> got these fucking allowed ad- ads. Yeah, you know? saw your ads out. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I should put up my ad blocker on, but I just keep forgetting. Because I you get... want to support them. Yeah, of course. That's exactly right. <laughs> or maybe use my legal Russian sites to watch uh, watch all the, stri- all the fights. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this happened at the weekend from there. Let me just pick it up for a second. But, like, um, you boys watch much of those ones, that, that card? I saw the top two. 
Yeah, I only saw bits of it. Mm. Bits of them. Like, yeah. so I remember off the top of my head, so yeah, Jeremy Stevens versus Yo Rodriguez was one of the fights. Um, so this was a rematch because after their first fight, lasted 10 seconds or so because I poked Jeremy Stevens, mm. which is like funny enough, like, you know, like just on, like just more threads and that, like just going, oh, he's a fucking quitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, he's, weird, he was man. looking for an out. It's like what ten seconds to the fight. He goes, "Oh, pack my oh, fuck! This, this is the best time of any to fucking call." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I trained eight weeks for this fight, but no, nah, he took himself to Mexico to train for it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just living this guy. It's like internet people, you're funny. <laughs> you're pretty funny, yeah. actually. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, but yeah, but this one, like, it, um, like I was talking to Hugh before, like when they first originally went to fight it was a five rounder but they rescheduled and it just turned to a three rounder all of a sudden so I was going mm, okay I guess because like what the main event was a five rounder yeah it was meant to be a five rounder and they rounder. just do five like the, you don't see like a five round main yeah. event so I think that just sucks really because like you know if like if you're meant to fight five rounds because like that's a contenders match really yeah it's like so what it's not a contenders match anymore because like it's not a headliner or? yeah it's real like it's just real dumb as well as have them like five round fights are tactically different mm-hmm. than three round fights so to go for a three round just reschedule it a few weeks because it was just a few weeks like not really long enough to do yeah but what's wrong with having two five round fights I guess it's it's just a format thing, mm-hmm. like maybe a timing thing with ESPN. Yeah, timing as well, because like you know, like maybe they just kind of you got to think about like you know, all right, we can have this so many fights. Worst case scenario, they all go decisions. Yeah, it eats a bag of dicks. Yeah. But because like you know, if we have a second five round fight, that that might be going over air time or something like that. Because they're they're on ESPN yeah. as well, so they mm. probably have a designated time slot yeah. where they're going to do. Yeah. I, I do think ah. the way that they just <laughs> get that in your heads, people. UFC's on the Disney Channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, look, this was a good fight, and yeah, you know, like you know, did the job. Yeah, it was a good fight. pretty yeah. good. Like you know, I remember one moment in particular, like you know, you know, like you know, just folded Jeremy Stevens with a body kick. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Like, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and just like you know, just but he went down. But like Jeremy Stevens, like you know, always just a tough motherfucker. Yeah. And that was just like you know, just uh, and he actually came back, especially in the third round. Like, that was good. Yeah, yeah, like we're hearing like you know, oh, this is a shame. This isn't a five round fight because like it's like yeah, for five yeah. rounds, this would have been interesting. Changed. Five rounds. I mean, I, Jack Slack was saying if he was more technical and less of a, of a tough fighter, he'd be a world beater. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's definitely got some skills. Yeah. Um, like you know, you know, you like from there, like offensively, is fantastic, but like you know, it's, you know, but he'd be throwing like lots of spinish stuff and not hitting stuff either but it's just like it just costs energy so if he doesn't get him out of there real quick you see him like he just fades a lot and yeah. you saw in this fight I mean, like you know Jeremy's still like you know you literally have to put him out to stop him from mm. there. so even if you drop him like it doesn't determine he's like he's still gonna go after you a little yeah. bit from there and like <clears throat> like he was really draining you know his gas tank at the end like, especially like you know slowing it down like you know pressing into the clinch and like you know boxing into the clinch and that as well but um, but yeah, in the end, you know, you've got that decision from there. And like that, that kind of shoots him up a bit. again. like puts puts uh, puts his stock back up because it, it was a little while before he fought since last as well. I think they were doing like a lot of uh, negotiations and contracts and that. Like you know, because yeah, he's been a bit a bit tough to deal with in that regard. Yeah, but I think that it's like it's one of those things. Really, like you know, the UFC goes like he doesn't want to fight. Like you know, in terms of like he just goes, oh, I need a rest, so maybe not this day's not good, but I'll fight in the next one. And they go. No, he doesn't want to fight. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> That's their mindset. Yeah. Oh, he won't accept what they want to pay him. Mm-hmm. No, he just doesn't want to fight. He doesn't want to fight. Yeah. yeah. Uncle Dana knows pussy when he sees one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ah, yes. That's right. So, so this was on um, so UFC on ESPN 6. Uh, uh, let's see. Where was it? Ah, it was at the garden. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Sweet. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, Chris Weidman has no fucking luck. Yeah, man, just get pieced up on your home turf. That's not over fun. and over again. Yeah. Um, but okay, so yeah, so so this was a controversy fight from there. So we had Greg Hardy versus Australian uh, Ben Sol Soli. Sosili. Sosili. The yep. combat wombat. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's yeah. a great name. Actually. Awesome. <laughs> so like. Yeah, like, you know, this is like for a day, like, you know, I, I guess, like, let's say if you're in Ben's shoes from there, and then they go, all right, I've got to match you, Greg Hardy. Like, you go, I kind of see what you're doing here. Yeah. But, like, you know, mm, well, yeah, I've got, got a chance here, the car upset. Yeah, it's a, it's a winnable fight that you're getting booked into because mm-hmm. you're not supposed to win. Yeah. And, like, really, I think I've watched a little bit of this fight, and it's it's fucking jank. Yeah, it was exactly. a terrible fight. Like, it's like, you know, it's like, you, like, you want to watch it? Cool. 
I suggest not watching it because <laughs> like it's just like just Greg Hardy just kicking the legs and like Ben just swinging it air yeah. a lot of times how it goes but the, the thing that really draw from this fight is Greg Hardy in the second round from there pulls out an inhaler or gets an inhaler from his head corner and just goes and like I think the trainer goes is this allowed he goes yes yeah it's US it's like yeah, you started uh, <clears throat> you started uh, like approved and like you know um I think most people know this. You're not meant to. You're not no. legally meant to use a halo in your fight. Like, you know, who no. knows what's in it? You might. It might be you start a approved content, yeah. but it's not. But not for during the fight. Yeah, like, you start. Yeah, you yeah. start. said, "I can use it in the second round. That's fine." I was like, "Like you're drinking, an idiot. like drinking a Gatorade is." You start approved. You can't bring one yeah. into the, the ring of the cage, rather. Unless you may win. Listen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did that. Yeah. He did that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like and so like he Greg Hardy won this fight. Now it's been overturned as a no contest because he used an inhaler in the fight. Like, dude, get rid of this fucking guy. Yeah, he's yeah. really not doing it. Like, he's, his career's just been. It's also weird how like he seems to be like have signed to the UFC exclusively to fight on ESPN. I guess because yeah. of the ties of football. football yeah, but I like his reasoning. Oh, I've used it my whole football career and blah 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 blah. You're not in fucking football anymore. <laughs> You're in MMA. You're yeah. in a fighting sport. And he just goes like, you know, I I okayed it with uh, you start with the like the officials there, like you know, but the thing is like, and I think Jack Sacklin's goes like, he didn't get ridden consent or anything. He asked like during the round, he asked one of those guys in the blazers, like yeah. <laughs> he just goes like his corner goes, and then he just he goes, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's like, hey, yeah. like who's the blazer guy? Yeah. Like yeah, you see him in the ring all the time. Go, just, okay, I thought that was the security. Yeah. But that's supposedly that's what he said. Like you know, he goes like you know, oh yes, you started proving. I asked him. They said it's okay. No, you're not meant to ask him during the round. Yeah, no. while you're there. And this is a fairly bad look for an American top team corner. Like you'd think they'd be on to like Dean Thomas was in yeah, his corner. Like right. he's been around the block. Mm-hmm. This is really fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, I don't know how that works. Like with what they, did they have the inhaler? And, and then they just go, yeah, we got like when I need it, I need you to give me a halo. Or like you know, basically, Grey Hose is like, yeah, give me the fucking halo. I, I didn't it. try and hide it either. That's like, right. Yeah, you couldn't. Camera. Like, mm. I guess they day. honestly thought it was loud. Damn. But yeah, but I also think like, he probably didn't even really need it. Like that's kind of like the stupidest part. Yeah. Like you were, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what was in it. Yeah, it wasn't he, working overly hard. He looked, <laughs> he looked like he was pretty well on top of everything. Mm. I just. Yeah, this is just a good way to hand your win back. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a piece of shit anyway. So yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> fuck that guy. Yeah, but just, you just can't keep his name out of the headlines. That's what it means. It's like just put him down the bottom. Man. Get rid of him. Yeah. Just, just cut him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the main event from there. So this was meant to be going for five rounds. Or was it was scheduled for five rounds. For the it main event. Definitely did. <laughs> uh, Dominic Reyes, up and coming, twelve and zero light heavyweight division from there. Uh, Chris Wellman, former middleweight champ. Um, the guy that beat Anderson Silva twice when everyone thought he was unbeatable. Yeah. And then, um, recently made the move up to Welter. Uh, sorry, mate. Oh, damn, wish. Made, made, made the move up into like this would be his first fight into light heavyweight. And I guess like a lot of times he would have seen like the success of like you know people like Anthony Smith and yeah. Thiago Santos. Guess fuck, if those guys can do it, I can do it. But then again, someone else moved to light heavyweight and got fucked up. Like <laughs> looked rock hold. Yeah. So like, um. And this is like coming off a string, like, you know, you think of the matchup they go, they kind of gave Chris, like, you know, it's one of those ones go, like, fuck, do you just don't like your, your boy anymore? Yeah. Like, after, like, he's, he's won one in his last six fights, and all the rest have been by knockout or And it's out. interesting that, the, that that win was um, Kelvin Gaslam. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting, because Kelvin Gaslam, like, on his way to the title shot as well, like, it's mm. not like, it's it just weird. Mm-hmm. Like, that was like a weird return to form. Like, that's a solid <laughs> win over a dude who's been doing really well. Like, even mm-hmm. uh, in his last fight with Adesanya, yeah. gave Adesanya his toughest test that he's had. Yeah. And Weidman, like, stopped him as well, mm-hmm. pretty handily, but outside of that, just no luck. Yeah. So this fight only went like a minute and 40 seconds. Um, like, straight off the bat, like, you know, Chris didn't know when he needed to go. Like, you know, I don't think it was kind of trying, he wasn't really going to try and mess around with the boxing race too, too much, because especially Dominic Reyes got a lot of first round finishes. Yeah. South Paul got a laser left hand, um, tied him up straight off the bat, put him in the fence, took him down, hard to hold down, didn't really hold him down too long. Yeah. And that one, and like, you know, eventually it just worked into there, like, you know, as Chris was trying to work his way in, like, you know, using his right hands to duck in under, and like trying to get to the hips and whatnot. Um, Reyes, like, you know, good southpaw moves, circling off to his left, just pinged him. 
Got it running. Hand. Had him running straight on. Yeah. Interesting way of finish. Well, like he hit the ground. Like you know, I think like you know Chris was trying to go like Del Hill. <laughs> yeah, I heard, I heard Slack say that. So, okay, like, was he? Was I, he I don't know. I was gonna, it's like I know he was just trying to fight him off. He was lacing his legs through, but I don't think he was trying to really do something too technical with it. He was already yeah. on another planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. He goes, "I'm in Naga." But like you know, interesting for like Dominus Reyes, like you know, did that little like backstepping pass and then just like just collected, which is like you know these kind of backwards hammer fists. And I go, "Oh, there go. That's an interesting way they approach it. Like you know, he's got long arms and like you know." Just on that back step, just to start flinging him over from then. He just, yeah, starched him in the end. Mm. But yeah, Diamond Reyes, though. I don't know. How would he look against John Jones? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I still like it. Worth that. a shot. Worth yeah. a shot. Yeah. From there, like, would you give him John Jones straight away or would you, like, put him against, like, Anthony Smith or something first? I think, um, it's kind of hard. I think, like, like, you've got these sort of options where it's like, do you, because, like, John Jones is pretty well out of opposition. Like he's just been he's been fighting blown up middleweights mm. like and actually like if you look down Jones' career like a lot more of it than you can't realize has been middleweights like really naturally sized middleweights that's like um mm. his last couple of opponents but you go back a little bit like there was like Vitor jumped up at the last minute Leoto is really a middleweight like yeah. there's, there's a lot of 85ers on um yeah Jones ledger um but then it, it gets to that point where you've got a couple of hot up and comers at light heavyweight at the moment that maybe it would make sense to put against each other mm. but like do you drop one off or just kind of let the contenders bank up a little bit yeah like with like heavyweight I think like you know there seems to be a little bit influx of things coming through like you know open her oh like yeah Dominic Reyes versus Johnny Walker yeah that's what I was thinking but yeah, it's like yeah. do you kind of kill one yeah. or do you just kind of let them both mm. that's line the up because John Jones I think is still kind of wanting to be busy yeah and he's pretty marketable like he sells well so it could benefit you more to give him the young guys back to back just yeah. put him up to heavyweight <laughs> just <laughs> fucking put them out of their misery <laughs> just like you know just give him the Derek the Beast Lewis <laughs> <laughs> that's it um, I think uh, Jan Blockowitz is in the title frame as well like he might even get it before but like, most of the time UFC is, it's not so much like you know rankings it's like mm, who's more marketable yeah. yeah and also who do you have a case for being marketable enough to be interesting against John Jones because mm-hmm. from like a um a sales perspective, you got to look as like people opt out of buying Jones fights when they're like, "This is a walkover." Which like he, with his new like his last few months of it, I want to be really active. That's kind of you've got um, place holding contenders mm-hmm. like guys that were on good runs, but no one was clamoring for them to fight John Jones, like making a case for them to win. So it's that little bit of who do you have that you like you can kind of put over to people like this is a guy that's got a shot mm-hmm. against Jones, which is like. I don't know, I guess, like, and you can see kind of what they were doing with putting Chris Weidman in there with Reyes. It's like, he gets a win over a former champion, like, which is marketable to people, but there's the obvious asterisk that it's not at that weight class. Maybe they can get Stefan Struve to come out of retirement. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Bring him up there. He's like, why, why would you do your boy like that? <laughs> hey, hey, Stefan. Stefan. Bro, what would John Jones do against someone who has the same reach as him? <laughs> but doesn't use it whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, but yeah, like after this fight now, Chris Wellman, like, hang it up. Yeah? Yeah, I don't hang know. Hang it up. Chris like, Wellman versus Luke Rockhold. He, he said he said he'd be back. <laughs> but I'm just like, yeah, against who? I mean, who's really interested now Chris Wyman versus Anson Silver <laughs> yeah that could happen they're still on there well like it's like even like funny to say Luke Rockhold it's like yes I'm not even thinking about fighting at the moment like I think it's like he's pretty much done I yeah. saw him pop yeah. up on my IG feed advertising Calvin Klein yeah he's a model he's a handsome I was like yeah. he's good looking no he was good looking in this ad I was like wow it's like a legitimate model he's, he's ad. not getting more handsome if he continues fighting though nah but that's, that's where he's he going yeah. if, he, if he's getting that Calvin Klein money why would he keep fighting yeah, it's like what Dan White was saying, like, is that, like, Luke Rockhold's, like, a legit model. Like, he's not, like, a yeah. an MMA fighter who is used for... Like, he honestly is, like, a model. He's a legit model, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you know, it's like, I think modeling probably pays better long, over a long time now. It hurts less. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and especially, like, when you're not getting that title money anymore. Yeah. It's like and he's got that, you know, he's got that, like, weirdly fucked up shin. Oh, yeah. You know, have you ever seen that? Like, he, he come, I don't know what happened to him. I think he had, like, a real bad staph infection. You know, like, uh. someone gross. But like he, he actually comes out, comes out with like his shin like strapped up for fights yeah. now, like in a way that you're not usually. Like, like, it's like you probably go, yeah, that's probably like works against you. Yeah, he's got a yeah. sleeve on it. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't think that was allowed, but that probably indicates it's not that good. Uh, <laughs> definitely not. 
think there's anything else over the weekend, though. Oh, I bet. Um, um, who was it? Oh, yeah. It was Charles Rosa. Mm-hmm. Had his toes hooked into the fence and used it as leverage to tighten down armbar. <laughs> cool. Someone, someone, it was Ron pointed it out to me. Oh, and I'm yeah. just like, I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it here. He's definitely, he definitely hooked his toes in that. Yeah, and who's, who's the ref for that? I don't know. Super. Walks in, the ref walks in, pulls him off, and it's just like he pulls his he pulls his foot out of the fence, mm-hmm. but he's still got like a fifty grand bonus with no points taken off or anything. Uh, yeah, um, the bonus makes it makes it a little bit worse. Yeah, that's the yeah, same. I'm just like <laughs> just stinging it. Fair play to the man though. Yeah, oh well. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, he got away with it. Hey, he's like, yeah, you know, if you didn't, no one pulled you up on it, then it's like. Was it illegal? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're caught. If you get caught. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah, I don't think there's much else on there. No. It's like, um, you see some old names and you're like, you know, Court McGee. Damn, I didn't know he was still fighting. Where'd he go? Jeez. I didn't know he was on there. He lost. He lost. Crusher. <laughs> crusher. The Crusher. Like, he ain't crushing nobody. Um, so we never rubber a Whitaker, though. Ah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did that forever. That's it, man. Um, also, like, there's a lot of talk of this up-and-coming uh, girl, 125-er, like Marcy Barber. Yeah. Like, Ada knows, like, um, knocking out girls. Yeah. Knocking them out. Now, she's got a good striking style from there. She's like, she, <coughs> Marcy, the bar, uh, the future barber. Um, yeah, like, you know, she's, 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 her goal is to be the youngest UFC champion ever, which, like, I don't know, it's like, she's... Tw- 20 at the moment from there I don't know what's like you know, John Jones was the youngest wasn't he yeah it's uh, like not quite 24 like so oh, 23 okay. and a half ish yeah like look 125 division 20 years old knocking out girls like yeah you got a good chance to mm. do it you know be interesting you got to come against like uh, Valentino don't you is that, is that yeah, the way that's it goes yeah mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay no. yeah <laughs> she's also been calling out uh, Paige Van Zandt on the basis that she's going to end her modelling career <laughs> <laughs> that's just bitchy that's really good hey like the same thing with Paige doing there she goes you know I get paid more doing like Instagram posts than I do fine it's like yeah I think it was when that came out this fancy barber was like I can change that <laughs> <laughs> let me change your life alright cool alright so um, from there so let's shift our focus to the weekend coming up so one has an has an event coming up from here oh I thought I had it up but no I don't uh, Dawn of Valor it's called do you feel like the names are starting to do like jumbles with the names now? Yeah, it's like they've, they've <laughs> always got like a kind of similar like. It's like you'll see a name and be like, I swear you've done this before. Yeah, so this Dawn of Valor sounds like a war movie. <laughs> one that I would watch. It does. Uh, it's in Jakarta. Okay, so like the main of like one of the main event like it's a it's an MMA fight like don't know there's like Kadasam versus Abasov. Then, but like the other main event on there, I can see. Let me just pull it down just very quickly. From there, uh, as Regan Erskine versus Nikki Hodgkin. Yeah, a funny rematch, but yeah. was a good fight. Was a good fight, but like yeah, but like but um, surprised I haven't seen Regan Erskine fight someone else. Yeah. Before that, as well, like Regan Erskine's awesome to watch. Yeah, and it's like just red hot at the moment. Red as well. hot, like, kind of untouchable. Fucking mean style. Yeah. Just absolutely like just a mean person. And like <laughs> brutally successfully like kickboxing and Muay Thai as well mm-hmm. like and it's takes a pretty hard fight he smoked Joe Nadawa a couple yeah. of years ago and has mostly just been kickboxing since then yeah, yeah um, but like yeah this like yeah funny rematches from there because like you know it was pretty emphatic that Regan Oscar won this yeah fight you know wasn't there like the, there was like a there was like a tricky knee in there by Holskin at one point Holskin had his moments yeah. for sure but yeah I think um, mm-hmm. I mean like I don't know maybe I could, I'd see something different if I watched it back yeah but Oscar has to be starting getting there now, don't you? Think? He's, yeah. I mean, like it was, it was interesting. Like he looked pretty well done when he was in Glory. Like he went on that kind of bad run to end out his Glory career, and, and and he just looked a little bit like he was going through the motions and not that good. I think he had one foot out the door to go and box as well, mm-hmm. but I think a few circumstances, like he obviously got that that quick step up against um, Cal Smith mm. in boxing, and then that maybe put him back towards doing kickboxing. <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, boxing, usually they build up people, but like, yeah. I think this is more of an opportunity thing, but they feel like, it's, ah, I don't need this noise. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and this is that other thing with boxing, is like, your, your kind of marketability drops a lot when you don't have an O on your record anymore, when you're not undefeated anymore. Mm-hmm. But then I think one also came through and offered him more money than he was getting in glory, and that kind of woke yeah. him up. Because that first fight against Cosmo, he looked wicked. Yeah. Yeah, and looked really hungry as well, like, really kind of like, um, Really hunting for the Which knockout. Which is like yeah, I said, it's funny this fight happened again because like 
You could have put them both in a fight before the, the just doing the rematch straight yeah. off the bat again. That would have been cool. I'm sure there's enough dudes around as well. But like, I still like. It'll be interesting to see. Like Holskin is one of my favourite real Dutch style kickboxers. Ever like in his prime, especially, which is unreal to watch. Mm. This sweet left hook, like, works, like, changes the level well, works the body really nicely. Sweet Loki, as most Dutch guys do. Whereas, like, Reginesso has, like, what I would kind of describe as, like, the modern Dutch style. It's a lot about just, like, you know, like, mixing up the angles a lot. He, expl- like, he uses his range really well, but, like, he ha- does such a good job of just, like, really getting you worried to the head to just sort of bring that guard up and firing ease up, up through the middle, like, just. Good, good, good kickboxing style of throwing knees, just step up knees, mm-hmm. just doing it. But also, just same thing, just uses his range really well on that. Just like he'll step right up, knee guys in the face. Yeah. Just like a yeah, big tall dude. And big, real big. explosive as well, especially like he's particularly explosive for a dude just with such long range. So he, like he has these quick bursts where like someone flying through the air, mm-hmm. jump knees are good. Yeah. yeah. Same thing, he works the body quite well as well mm-hmm. from that, that, that kind of far distance. And yeah, good to watch. Right, um, another one interesting on this card, so like flyweight Muay Thai card. Uh, Matzo Alexi Serapaisas from New Zealand, House of Pain by Eastern Shepster, like yeah. you know. Um, great dude, he's had a seminar out here. We did commentary proof with him in Yokao really as well. Nice good girl. And it's good to see him back in the room because like, he has a great style. Good yeah, style awesome style. Very like, good technical, but also mm-hmm. just aggressive. Knows how to walk a yeah. guy down. Mm-hmm. And then, so, good, he's, um, so he's fighting uh, Taki Nato from. Japan, don't really much know about Yeah, I don't know much about Naito myself, but the Japanese guys that tend to be getting filtered towards one for the Muay Thai and kickboxing stuff are mm-hmm. no slashes. Yeah, and it's been, I think it might have been a little while since Alexi's been in the one ring. Yeah, well. I think it was, um, was it Mongo Patch that he fought? A real hard one, I think it could have been. Mm-hmm. But it was a while ago, it would have been yeah. over a year ago now, probably. Yeah, <laughs> But like, yeah, good to see him back in the ring and be, yeah, be definitely rooting for him than that. Um, I don't think there's much else in this card. It's like just a lot of MMA fights from there. Yeah, nothing I'm, I'm overly familiar with. Yeah, you got, you got John Lineker making oh, yeah. his one debut. <laughs> like, you know, guess he doesn't have to worry about weight cuts. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the name and I was like, is that John Lineker? Mm. The same guy? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> he has to do like a, we'll take your word for it, weight cut now, which is his style. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um... See, like you know, the, I was actually talking to uh, Gaz Newman. Like when I, when the Perth boys were over here for Fire in the Shire, like you know, I was talking to Gaz because, like you know, Daniel Dawson was in one from there. And he was talking about the weight cut thing. It's like he goes, "Yeah, you have to make weight twice." Yeah. Like you know, you do your first weight cut, blah blah, do whatever, and then do a second weight cut from there. And you have to weigh the same. Yeah. So like basically, yeah, yeah. So basically, we did two weight cuts. We did that, got a little bit in, and then did it again. Yeah. See, oh, okay. Damn, that's. A, yeah, like Josh Tonner, when I was talking to him a couple of months ago, was kind of walking me through the process as well mm. and was kind of saying that basically, like, it doesn't um, it doesn't eradicate weight cutting so much as it disincentivizes cutting a lot of weight by making you make weight twice. Like, mm. he said there is a hydration test, but he was also saying it's quite interesting, like, the guys, because um, when Josh and Kieran were over there, they were put, kind of explaining it as well in kind of those videos that they put out they were explaining that um, you know uh, the, a couple of the Riddler's guys like George Mann and um, Tyler they're on there they, they are quite big weight cutters mm. and but they, they make it work and, and what it effectively becomes from how I've had it explained to me is yeah multiple weight cuts in a week which sounds mm. shit <laughs> but yeah but also what um, one concept that I didn't really have any idea of that Josh was explaining to me is like you have to be careful about when you go and pee. No. Because, like, um, yeah, if you are waiting to go on the scales and then you pee and then you get tested, that you run the risk of failing the hydration test. Hmm. So you have to time when you're having your waters and stuff like that, maybe. Uh, I'm sure it could be explained in better detail. But apparently, yeah, like, so you want to make sure that you're going to get checked, your weight checked, your hydration test, your hydration tested, and then you'll go and, go and pee after. Whereas if you get up, go to the bathroom, and then get checked, you run the risk of failing the hydration test, basically. Mm. Okay. Like something like that, yeah, there's, there's different strategy elements about staying uh, measurably hydrated. Mm. Uh, whereas, like, yeah, apparently just like, if you just recently gone to the bathroom, it can have a difference in how your hydration shows up on their test. But the same thing with the two-weight cut 
check things as you have another chance to mm. come back hydrated. So interesting. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Right. So yeah, so I think that should do the Dawn of Velcats. Like you know, there's there's a lot of fights on it, just a lot of MMA fights, and just like just don't know most of these guys. Let's no. have, I just can't really break it down if I don't know them. I only <laughs> really keep up with one for the super serious stuff. I I think like there's too many fights on. <laughs> yeah, it's too, it's too hard. It's like and it's really like there's just fights that I don't know. I'm not. I'm not getting any narrative from it. There's no yeah. build up from it. Mm. So like, like I was saying, I'm not invested really. That's yeah. yeah. How it is from there. Like, you know, <clears throat> like, you know, UFC might have a better reign of doing that, but like, you know, since like, I think, you know, followed for UFC a lot longer. So like, you know, it's kind of, like, I'm kind of almost stuck with him. I was like, yep, yeah, I'm stuck with him. <laughs> and there's more, more English speakers yeah. in the mm-hmm. UFC, yeah. I guess. So it's easier to build the narrative. Mm-hmm. Who, who's your man in Bellator that's starting up? Oh, Raven and Rusman debuts for Bellator this weekend. Ooh, yeah, former Florida kickboxing champion. You do weight classes. Do weight classes. Yeah. yeah. I haven't heard anything from Rusman for such a long time. I forgot he even existed. <laughs> yeah, well, he's just been training for his Bellator debut. That's it. Let's see if, like, does, does he bring the earmuff defense here or does he going to bring a different style to the ring? Yeah, but I know they're going to, like, force for you. Like, remember in Glory, they would always go, he's also a black belt in judo or something? Aye. Like yeah. when he was a kid or something. Yeah, they were shut yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> Judo champion at the age of five. But it's been kind of like, I think, uh, him and Gilbert Burns, mm. a boy, right. so they've kind of been swapping a little bit. Ah, look, be if, if he's like still training with Henry Hu, he is, yeah. Yeah, like hard knocks then? Yeah, nah, he should go right then. Like, he, he still trains with enough, like, basically high quality MMA guys there, so, like, you know, he's like, well, like, it's nice. He's like, I'm just going to do my Dutch thing. Fuck everything yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> well, outside of wearing the earmuffs, though, he also does have, like, probably, he does have a fairly MMA friendly. Uh, a forward style like it's aggressive it works a lot off hands and leg kicks it's not sort of it's not like he's a backward counter kicker or something like that like he has a style that really like he puts the muffs on quite high as well like if he sits behind his forearms mm-hmm. like obviously the gloves are not going to play a factor but yeah if he really brings the forearms up once he gets close that's difficult to deal with like it's um not wide open like it doesn't really set uh, in the way that you commonly do see kickboxing and Muay Thai crossovers kind of wide open for mm-hmm. but yeah it really just depends if you can wrestle okay 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 and we're back um, technical difficulties I don't know what happened there we actually talked for 10 minutes after where we cut off before until I realised hey wait a minute there's just a flat there's just flat lining here and like it took us, took us a couple of guys to run it again, but like yeah, so I don't think we yeah we talked about it. So this coming weekend, from here UFC on ESPN Plus um, is Damian Meyer versus Ben Askren, which is a grapplers fest a lot from there. Um, we did talk about it. we'll talk about it again very quickly though. So like you know, damn, I just sucks because it was such good banter. I was just giving <laughs> Trent so much shit about a shitty kickboxing match that was going to turn into. <laughs> oh, hanging shit on Maya for being a shitty kickboxer. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not that the same if you have to repeat it, you know. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not funny. It but, was funny before. But like I was saying before, like, okay, so yeah, Damian Maya doesn't, like, hasn't gone well historically if you can't get a takedown in. Yeah. From that one. But like, you know, but like on the feet, like I said, like, yeah, are you really worried about Ben Askren pacing you up? No. It's like, you know, if anybody trains at like, Rufus Sports. Like, they're good strikers. Or he, or he may, like, dabbles there. I don't know if he does, like... Yeah. I, I think, like, he was there for, like, a fair bit and maybe even teaching the wrestling there, like, a tit-for-tat kind of thing. Yeah. And, but, like, you know, never really saw him use it. Mm. And, like, because, like, probably rightly so, he's probably not that great at it. Yeah. Like, his bread and butter's always been going, like, you know, going to the takedowns, going to tie-ups, you know, to that front folk style from there and just kind of ground-pounding guys a bit. Yeah. But, like, really, like, you know, like, if... If you did that, my I kind of think you're just inviting where you want him to go. Yeah. Like you know, if you go, if, if you're gonna put your hands on my the the clinch, then you you're like you know you're just kind of going where he wants to go. Yeah, through wants to be anyway. Mm. Yeah. Hugh, Hugh accused him and said, "I'll never forget. I'll never forget the shitty K1 boxer." K1 Myers, my dude. K1 Myers. <laughs> no, he's not. Don't, don't love. You're just trying to curse this fight. I want curse to see it. K1 Myers. <laughs> so Shane and, and Hugh were, were basically trying to curse the fight. And they want it to turn out to be a really shit kickboxing match. <laughs> and I want to see Askren try and shit on Maya and just see Maya take his back and choke the shit yeah. out of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's the most likely outcome of this fight as well. Yeah. I want Maya by spinning heel kick her. Yes. <laughs> that too. <laughs> to the solar plexus. Fold him in half. It's like, you know, um, Maya by Ben Askren knocking himself out on a takedown. <laughs> <laughs> likely. 
<laughs> All right. Okay, we'll leave it there before, like, you know, while we still now got this footage. So, yeah, thank you for listening to us. Um, catch us on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, all podcast platforms. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Enter the Double Dragon. Also on Twitter at double underscore enter. Um, do have a blog as well? Read it. You know, it's good shit. Yeah, it's like, Hugh does some good stuff. He does some good writing. <laughs> so, I did my best. Yeah, so uh, .home blog. Um Yeah, and I'm, I'm getting a little bit more you know, active on Instagram again. Like, so I'll be like putting like, you know, I'll try to like do like more periodically, like putting out like polls and asking people, like sending questions and people they want to see. Funnily enough, like I didn't get a lot of responses from the last one, like I usually did, but I did. Like I... I'll be honest, I've been fucking slack on Instagram in that one. Like, for, for the podcast yeah, page. Yeah, you got about 15 Instagram accounts. Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's running around, you know. It's going to keep busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, like, you know, I didn't get responses, but, like, you know, two people respond, like, who they want on the podcast, and they asked for Rowan Sangster. <laughs> they asked for the gangster himself. I, and, like, you know, I... I did say to him, okay, hey, people want it. He goes, oh, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about. Like, you talk about yourself. He goes, oh, that's not interesting. <laughs> and this guy goes, it is. Like, you, you've done some shit. And it's like, yeah, so like, yeah, if you want Ron on there, go up to him in class and say, hey, that would be awesome if you were on the podcast. Yeah, let him know. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and I knew there was a couple that actually asked for it. So, yeah, that would be good. If you want him on the podcast, I tried convincing him. You try convincing <laughs> He's him. He's got now. some good Papua New Guinea fight stories. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Ones that don't involve STDs. Yeah. All right. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs>